Hello. Hello and welcome to today's podcast, episode two on the 23rd of January 2021. My name is Viviani and today is Robert Sanders. He's a therapist and a coach. He's here today to talk to us about how to maintain a positive mindset during this lockdown. Welcome to the show, Robert. Thank you, Viviani. Nice to be on the show. And nice to I'm so excited um, for you to be on the show today. So, um, Robert, tell us about yourself. Okay, so... Um, yeah, um, I've, I've had a few um, things in, in the past that I've done. So I was a teacher for quite a few years. Uh, and then after that, a magazine editor for a um, big trade union. Um, but all the time I was doing those things, um, I've been learning, studying and um, being really fascinated with the way uh, people work with the human brain um, and um, sort of talking to people and helping people with their problems. And it just suddenly came to me that um, this is actually what I really need to be doing. So mm-hmm. I trained as a, I trained as a, a coach and a mm-hmm. therapist, um, and uh, and I've now been in a positive mindset during this particular lockdown. Yes, well, you know, it's an unprecedented time, as you say, and um, everybody's. I suppose everybody, to a certain extent, is dealing with their own battles in in relation to this. Um, and and I suppose that's the one thing you can hold on to, really, that the focus of all the world is on overcoming this and uh, making everybody's um, lives return to, return to normal. So, you know, um, I think there's a certain amount of having faith in um, other people and um, in um, scientists and people that they will eventually get us, get us through this. And it's really about focusing on the future, focusing on um, what the best outcomes might be, you know, a time when uh, when the vaccine is um, widespread and when the um, virus is under control. So just rather than thinking too much about the bad things that are happening at the moment, starting to look forward to what might happen in the future, there is an awful lot of things you can do and a lot of people are going through very different things. So. Um, it, it, what we need to do to help does very little bit. Mm-hmm. So um, another question I, I want to ask is, how is this pandemic affecting our stress level and what advice can you give us to help us lower our stress level? Um, yeah, well, it is obviously causing a lot of stress and that's very much in the news, I think, at the moment. Um, and there are sort of five different sorts of stress that are coming out of this, really. So. You know, there's the fear of, of um, you know, sort of contamination and the danger to our lives, and the, and the fact we're going to be focusing on, you know, lots of people are going to be focusing on are they going to be safe, are they going to be well, especially if they've got mm-hmm. um, other con- other conditions or if they're um, of a certain age. So there's that, you know, live. Gen, uh, specific danger that we're, we're avoiding and then they're the things that we're worried about in terms of our livelihood and our security you know, you know where we still have our jobs have we got a roof over our heads um you know are, are our families going to be all right are we going to be able to um still have money and things like that so there's those very personal and specific cares um there's a fear of sort of um other people you know there's a you know just other people yeah. being around and just you know they might um you know they might pass a disease onto you how are they behaving are they sticking to the rules 
um, you know, uh, it can create a lot of tension and a lot of stress around just just going out and passing people in the street. Even, um, and then there's the um, you know the traumatic stress that if actually somebody in you know, your family or you yourself was to catch the virus and the fact that you might you know be suff- suffering, might be very ill, um, might even you know sort of be ill long term and maybe not even recover. So this is there's a concern of that you know that physical danger. Um, and then there's also sort of just making sure that you're doing all the right things. Am I wearing my mask at the right time? Should I should I be going into this shop? Should I, you know, the decisions that you have to make and that that causing stress. So, you know, five different sorts of, um, of stress are going on. Um, and the different ways that you might deal with those, well, um, uh, I think the, the main thing, again, is to be aware that you're not the only person that's doing, the, doing this and to focus on focus on doing your best in the circumstances you know are you doing the best for you um you know you can't be absolutely perfect you can't do the right thing with every single every single thing that you do um so you need to just sort of step back and say right i'm i'm doing the best i can within um within the rules and within within what's uh, what's happening to me um yeah Thank you for that, um, Robert. Um, also, grief is one of the emotional pain people are dealing with at the moment. So can you um, also tell us, those who find themselves in this situation where they've lost a loved one, how can they recover? How can they bounce back from that grief? Well, I think, um, you know, grief is a huge thing for people. And it's, you know, I feel very deeply for the many people at the moment that are suffering from having lost people. Um, and uh, you know, it's, it, it, grief is something that we all have to go through from time to time. It's not something even that you can bounce back immediately from. So you do need to. People do need a certain amount of time in which um, in which they grieve. It's a process that we all have to go through. Um, but there are things that you can do to, to manage it, and there are things you can do to help ease yourself forward and move forward and move move away from it over time. Um, one of the things I think is most important is when you think about the person that you've lost, try to think of them in terms of how they were as a person before they were ill. You've gone through a traumatic time. You've probably seen them, you know, in a very bad way, um, and you know, sort of maybe, um, you know, in an incubator or, or, or whatever. So you need to, you need to step back from that. You need to think about the things that you've um, done with them, the time that you spent with them, and the pleasant times that you've had focusing on the, the positive memories and then you know from that science has found that the people that survive best and deal best with grief are the ones that tend to sort of think of their loved ones sort of still being with them in some way you know whether you'd be sort of aware of them watching over you um whether you'd be aware of them close to you you can even you know you can even talk mm-hmm. to them uh, as if they're there and, and many people do, do do this and they're they're worried about you know other people thinking they're going to go a bit mad or something because they're talking, talking to someone mm-hmm. but um but it is really good for you you can always apologize and explain or you can just you can just talk in your mind rather than rather than words but just being close to that other person mentally close to that other person then of course you know obviously religion is sport as well and especially if you if you do have a um you know if you do believe in an afterlife you can at least have that sense of they're you know they're looking down on you or that they are waiting for you um in some way so um those, those sort of things can help 
yeah so to everyone who's lost loved one during this pandemic um our sincere condolences and um we pray that god will strengthen you during this difficult time also um robert this pandemic has hit uh, the economy very hard and very badly a lot of people have lost their jobs businesses and some have even lost their homes uh, what would you say to those who find themselves in this position yes well i mean i think different people lose different things don't they so you know it, it's often one aspect of your life but for some people it can be devastating and um, several different things can ha- happen in a way it's a little bit like grief it's a little bit, a bit like losing a person um losing a job or losing mm. your home you know, losing your livelihood. So, you know, in mm. some respects, you you have to accept that you are going to experience some pain and some, and some sadness. Again, grief is a natural process. It doesn't just happen with people. It happens with things and lifestyles and, and things like that. Um, it's good maybe to think about anything that you've gained. So, you know, if you have, if you're not um, working, but you have a family, then it may be that it's time. To, it's a good time to focus on your family, to be aware of that, mm-hmm. and gain that time. Um, mm-hmm. So it may be that. Um, it's it's also good to think of of things as as life as transitory. Life is transitory. Every experience we're going mm-hmm. through only happens for a certain period of time. Um, there's a very um, popular phrase that I use sometimes: "This too will pass." Um, yes. And, and what's that really saying is that, you know, sort of everything in life goes on for a certain period of time and moves on. So the pain yeah. and the suffering or the pain of um, not having a job, the, the fear of losing your house is is awful and it won't last forever. It will pass and things will change mm. and things will move on. Um, and that's, you know, that's true of every aspect of life. So, you know, you enjoy the good things while they last and you accept that they may not last forever. And the bad things equally won't last forever. They will pass and they will move on. Um, and then it's also maybe focusing on what you can learn, you know. So some mm-hmm. of the things that have, that have happened, you know, are there choices that you could make in the future that might help protect you from that sort of thing happening again? You know, we don't, it's not about um, having failed, it's about learning new things about how life might be in the future. Um, And then finally, it's also just starting to focus, and this is, I think this is important for lots of aspects of the the pandemic, focusing on what you have got on your, you know, and gratitude for the things that um, that are good in your life. You know, again, yes. have you got a family? Have you got friends supporting you? Mm. Even just having a roof overhead, focusing on that and looking for things that you can be thankful for um, can certainly help. But, but, you know, it's not a magic bullet. It's not, going, it's not going to mean that there aren't going to be times when you're going to be very worried or um, very concerned. Um, so again, just focusing on the future, focusing on how things will be um, in time yeah okay so how important is it to have a effective routine or schedule during this lockdown um yeah well it is it is important because obviously with the pandemic a lot of people have found their lives have changed dramatically um you know mm. if you've lost your job or even if your working practice has just changed and you're working at home um you're going to find that your routine that you used to have you know so going, going to work may not be there anymore 
um, you know, a lot of the patterns of your day may change significantly. And it's very important to have some sort of hold on that. Um, and I don't necessarily mean having an, uh, you know, an intense detailed structure for every aspect of your life. I think that would be too much. Mm. But um, having some sort of routine, so a structure to your day, maybe a morning routine, um, perhaps, you know, sort of getting up in the morning, um, journaling or something, um, d doing simple tasks like making your bed, preparing breakfast, um, doing the same things at the same time when you get up. Um, if you've got, uh, if you're working, you might actually wear work clothes specifically for working, and you might change in casual clothes when you're not working, just to give that sort of clear cutoff between work time and um, and normal relaxing time. Uh, and then equally, you might have, um, you might include some exercise in the day that you do that's regular. Um, might be good to join a class on video or something like that so that it's set at a certain time and it's something to plan for and, and organize for. And then again in the evening, especially if you have been working the day, if you've been working at your computer, have a wind down routine and, um, you know, sort of, and live your life slightly differently even in the evenings. And then it's also about having a structure to your week. Um, you know, the number of times that people have said to me, and I think I've said it myself, um, you know, uh, what day is it? <laughs> because at this time, it's quite difficult even to keep track of whether it's a Monday, a Tuesday or a, or a Saturday. So maybe having a clear weekend where you do, do different things, where you spend time um, with the people in the household if you want to go out and, um, and exercise in a certain way so you've got a very clear um, pattern to the week and and you know if you don't have this if you don't have this structure or the some sort of schedule I think there's a danger of time just drifting and you just drifting mm -hmm. and it can be very difficult to keep a sense of purpose mm. Mm, that's very true um what would you also say to someone who's anxious about all that is happening at the moment? Well, the first thing is, uh, I'd say, you know, I <laughs> think you're completely normal and it's completely natural um, to feel that way. Um, it's, it, I, should, I think that most people are feeling some level of anxiety at, at this time. Um, some people will be feeling it much more than others, of course, and some people are naturally inclined to feel more anxiety, more anxiety about things. So, um, but you know, it is important to say it to remind yourself it's perfectly fine. It's absolutely fine to be mm. um, to be anxious. It's an anxious time, and and part of that is also acknowledging that that anxiety is doing something for you. Um, it may be hard to see it that way, but um, if you don't have a sense of you know, um, I need to keep safe, I need to protect myself, um, then you might be inclined to do some silly things. You know, you might um, you might decide, well, I'm not going to bother about a mask because I don't care, I'm not interested. So um, if you weren't a little anxious, you wouldn't be inclined towards and motivated towards um, uh, keeping... Keeping safe. Exactly, yeah. So, um, uh, and don't assume just because other people around you don't seem to be anxious that they're not. You know, different people experience an anxious, anxious in anxiety in different ways. Anxiety. Yeah. So, mm. um, don't assume just because fearful or even sort of joking or making fun of you um, about your anxiety that in inside they're not being um, the same sort of things, but perhaps in, in different ways. I do think it's important to talk to someone to make sure you've got people that you trust, 
that you can talk to mm. or that you've got mm. an, uh, an advisor, a coach or uh, somebody like that to talk to. Um, and I think it's also important to spend some time not just talking about the anxiety you're feeling and the things you're concerned about, but to, to focus on talking about the future in a positive way talking about mm -hmm. um about what will happen when it's all over you know when it's mm. over we can do this and when it's all over, i'm really looking forward um to yes a holiday or i'm really looking forward to seeing my friends when this is all over because you know things will be changing things will be improving over time um you know nothing as we said before nothing lasts forever this too will Mm -hmm. so, so, pass yeah focusing on the future in a positive way and then um doing the best you can for yourself and others um you know sort of making sure that you are keeping yourself safe making sure that you are um following the rules making sure that um you look after your health that you keep fit and keep keep exercising so that you're um you're uh, good fit and strong um uh and then once you've once you're aware and comfortable that you're doing the best you can, hand it over. So, you know, the, the worry and the anxiety, just say, okay, I'm doing everything I can. And now it's up to, it's up to God or it's up to faith or it's up to fate or, or whatever, um, whatever you, you, you tend to focus on in that way. Um, and, and, and make sure you have things to look forward to, you know, book yourself a holiday, make sure it's nice and cool in yeah. the future, but just have something that you know, <laughs> you know that you can do at some point. What's the worst that can happen? You might have to postpone it a little longer if, if things don't work quickly, but just having something to look forward to, something specific to look forward to can really help. Um, the other thing is that you need to um, be aware at this time when we're sort of we're a little bit stuck. We're not allowed to do certain things. We're not allowed to go out. We're not allowed to go to restaurants. We're not allowed to go to the cinema and things like that. So you need to um, be aware that your world has sort of closed up a little bit, and you're not, um, mm. you know, you're 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 naturally going to be limited in what you can do, and that can mean that when the time comes when you can do things, that can be a little bit anxiety creating as well. You know, suddenly when you discover mm. you can go out you might be a little bit more reluctant to do that just because you haven't been practicing. So just make sure that wherever you can, you just push yourself a little bit outside of your comfort zone. Don't allow the anxiety to sort of close your world up and limit you and make you less likely to um, to do the things that you, you know you would like to do. Yeah. And um, also I think one tip I would like to add is stop watching the news just before you go to bed. <laughs> I noticed that helped me a lot. Like, yes, absolutely, and and indeed, also looking looking on social media and things like that, and, and paying paying too much attention to the sort of things that are coming out on on there constantly. I I usually recommend people, you know, if you it's not necessarily a bad thing to keep an eye on what's going on. So maybe yes, maybe yeah. have a set time of the day when you look yeah maybe maybe pick a news broadcast or something and say right i'm going to watch the 10 o'clock news or i'm going to watch the five o'clock update or whatever and um and then that's it i won't, I won't that's do it more. yes yeah i think that's a really good yeah idea. um yeah good. the other thing the other thing that can be did, good to do is to keep some sort of journal um Okay. And you know, in that journal, you can do lots of different things. You can um, you can just write about your experiences and how you feel, um, and keep it as a kind of diary. It could be an opportunity mm -hmm. to um, to write 
the things you're thankful for, as we've mentioned before, your gratitude. Yeah. Um, you mm. can. Um, w- one of the things I do suggest to people is they find themselves worrying a lot. Um, what you can do is you can you can say, right, I'm going to have a worry time in the day. So I'm not going to worry all the time. I'm going to choose, say, two o'clock in the afternoon for half an hour. And at that time, I'm going to sit down and focus on my worries. Um, so you might get a journal out or you might a notebook at two o'clock. And at that point, you sit down and you spend some time really focusing on the things you're worried about. And then after the time is up, I encourage you to close the book and move on. And if anything comes to mind later on that you want to worry about, you quickly make a note of it and say, right, I'll worry about that at two o'clock tomorrow. So <laughs> it sounds a little bit strange, but but actually setting a time in the day to worry can sometimes oh it's like thinking your mind up. sorry mm. it's like thinking finding a day to think through like what is um worrying you at night and things like that you, you mean that sort of thing that's right yes yeah okay. i've actually um i've actually produced a uh, book um you can you can buy it online it's called um the anxiety habits journal um mm-hmm. and I, it's available on amazon um and that sort of uh, set out um as a kind of journal that you can complete which gives you an opportunity to put some of the, these things down uh, mm-hmm. and there are a few other ideas in there as well as to ways that you can um just use journaling habits to try and um, re- reduce the anxiety yeah and also what tips can you give us on um, how to avoid getting depressed during these uncertain times yeah yeah i think depression is you know again a serious concern um you know grief and depression we talked about grief earlier and grief and depression are very similar um you could almost say that grief of the grief is is depression justified you know if you're Mm. you're grieving for something everybody understands but if you're depressed um sometimes people are less sympathetic and less supporting but it's a very similar emotion and can sometimes be created in similar ways um Mm. my one of my focuses with depression uh, and it's certainly not the only one but um is about fulfilling your um your basic psychological needs um, so um, what can happen is that people, especially as their depression increases, they tend to close down, they tend to sort of focus on just one or two aspects of their lives, um, they tend to avoid people, um, they may not um, they may not feel like doing anything, there's lots of things they start to miss out on. Um, and there are, you know, a number of what we would call um, psychological needs, that if you're not fulfilling them to a reasonable level, um, you might tend towards depression. So I'll, I'll just tell you some of those needs. So there's the need for attention, you need for um, other people to be um, interested in you and for you to have some attention on other people. So, you know, mm-hmm. try, try to um, make sure that you sort of talk to people on a regular basis. If you don't feel that you're seeing people, find ways of, of connecting with other people um, mm. um and share a little bit of your person person to them just you know within what you you, fa- you feel you can trust them with um there's the the link with the mind and body so making sure you keep active that you you go for walks or you do exercise or you um in some way ensure that um that your body is is active and that 
that state of being active in your body will improve your, your mental state as well. Um, mm -hmm. There is the need for um, safety and security. Um, so just mm -hmm. you know, knowing that you, know, you have a roof over your head, um, that you um, that your house is secure, that your home is secure, um, that you have a boat hall where you can be um, completely safe. Um, there's a need for community, so as well as connecting with individual people, it's also important to try and get involved in some sort of um, group activity. So it might be um, that you go to a club for, for an interest that you're interested in. Um, you can do it online, it doesn't have, doesn't have to be a place that you actually go. Uh, it might be a church community, you might get involved in your um, lo local community in some way. Um, and I know that's going to be quite a brave step for a lot of people, especially if they are suffering from great depression. So with all of these things, even small changes, even taking a small step forward, um, can make a difference and then um, we need a sense of challenge so um, okay. you know maybe doing some some studying some learning or something like that um, or um, setting yourself a task every day something you need to complete and just to feel that sense of um, you know sort of a direction and challenge um, there's a need for intimacy and by intimacy I might mean I don't necessarily mean sort of close personal intimacy with another person but it's about being able to share with somebody individually it might even be mm -hmm. just a case of having a pet that you, you know that you can stroke or a cat that you can sit in your lap or something like that just having something mm -hmm. that you, can, you can physically share with um, mm -hmm. and then there's a need for um, a need for control so you know having some control of your life so being able to make your own decisions and if that's an issue for you start to look for ways in which even in small ways you can take a little bit more control um, mm -hmm. of your life. That might be partly about creating a schedule for yourself about you know, what times you do things and, and where you go and, and things like that. Um, there's there's just two more. So there's the need for status, and that's mm -hmm. you know sort of trying to get a feeling that you know you are important. Um, yeah. You might be important to your children. You might be important to other members of your family. Um, you might be important to loved ones. You might have an important role in in your community again. Um, and then the final uh, final one is um, having a need for meaning, a psychological need for meaning. So, um, you know, a purpose to your life. Um, and again, this can be something that people find challenging. Um, you know, a lot of people that come to me as coach are saying, you know, I need to find a sense of purpose, I need to find a purpose, and it's not always easy to know what that is. But you can start just by looking towards your interests and uh, the things that you enjoy doing, and, you know, again, maybe setting yourself some sort of challenge about, um, you know, where you'll go in that, you know, if you're interested in photography, photography, for instance, you might decide that you're going to enter some competitions or something. So um, just having some sort of meaning or purpose to your life. So those, those are the psychological needs that I tend to sort of um, encourage people to support. It's not, they're not the only solution um, to depression, but um, but I think they are um, good things that are quite easy to make some improvements. You can just choose one or two of them, and even just improving mm -hmm. one or two of them can help um, make you feel a little bit better. Yeah. Thank you so much, Robert. So, where can people reach you? Um, so, I'm based in Hayward's Heath, but at the moment, of course, with, with um, the 
uh, virus, I'm not seeing people face to face, though I will do, of course, as soon as it, um, things are back to normal. Um, but you can find me on uh, my website, which is www.robertsanders.me.uk. Um, and you can email me at rsanders at robertsanders.me.uk. Um, you can get me on my phone, 07877074053. Um, and I have a page on LinkedIn, a page on Facebook as well. Um, and you can you can just book an appointment through, um, through any of those uh, approaches. Okay. Mm-hmm. Robert? Helen? Yes, can you hear me? Sorry, a call came through. Okay. Saying where people could reach you? Uh yes, did you did you get that? Did you get did you get the detail of that? Yes, I got the email yeah. and uh, was it for Viviani's podcast stay tuned for the next episode and if you like us to discuss any topic let me know and also if you know of any guests who would like to be part of this show just dm me and we'll get in touch with them goodbye